Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. Brad, it's been another cold, cold week. Yeah. Cold mornings, Definitely. cold nights. Yeah. Just good. Good for business. Put the extra doona on. Doona? Yeah. Doona. Or the cover on the doona. <laughs> Put the air conditioning up. Yeah, crank the air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but we've had uh, some cold mornings and, and it's been frosty. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, lots of service work, lots of repairs. Good for business. Installs. It's all kind of happy yeah. at the moment, which is yeah. good. Don't like the in-between weather, do we? No, no, definitely not. We like the uh, extremes, the sweatiness of summer. We like to be hot or cold. Yeah, the brass monkeys of winter, as they say. So, um, we've got a bit of an update. Yeah, we'll do a bit of a, a bit of a COVID nineteen update. Um, we have a, uh, a special guest uh, lined up for today, and he's just waiting in the background there. So we'll introduce him very soon. Um, but uh, on the COVID front, um, eight thousand five hundred eighty six confirmed cases, Brad. It's crazy. Isn't it? Seven thousand four hundred twenty recovered. One hundred six deaths. Globally, we're sitting at eleven point six million cases. Mm, Can't believe that, can you? Um, and just over um, half a million deaths, which is not good. Mm. Victoria, they've had a setback. Oh, yeah. A resurgence since uh, our last episode. The, in second, fact. the second wave. Yeah, that's, yeah it's unbelievable. How many waves did you have? Yeah, mm. all waves in the swim pool. So yeah. No. <laughs> uh, 127 cases reported in the last 24 hours, yeah. which is uh, staggering. Um, and of course, 16 of those cases are related to the North Melbourne and Flemington public housing towers. Yeah. That's so that's there in complete lockdown. There's about 10, 10 towers that are, I think there's a 10th tower now that's uh, been in lockdown or going to be in lockdown. Yeah. It's frightening. It's crazy. It's really, so you've got to feel for the, not only the um, people going through that stuff, but uh, you know, the businesses, many exactly. the businesses, the oh, setback yeah. they've had. It just started to see some, uh, some easing of restrictions, meaning that. You know, hospitality could get back into the swing of things, and now it's all kind of yeah, one step forward and six back. So uh, not not great. So uh, we're sorry to hear about that. Um, SA, on the other hand, we're doing things a uh, bit easier. Yeah. Stage three in the road to recovery. Adelaide Oval can have up to twenty five thousand people, which is uh, great news. Pubs and clubs are uh, up to three hundred person capacity. Yeah. So that's uh, some positive news to end on there. It's in America, they had a, a, a um, Broadway star died. Um, 41, he was. Oh, is this from COVID? Yeah, yeah from COVID. So that's pretty young. It is so it's not only the oldies that can get it, it's definitely the young ones mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Moral of the story, social distancing, 1.5. Keep the hands clean, Brad. Yep. What else is there? Cough into your elbow. Cough into your elbow. If you're feeling a bit stay home. farther, stay the hell home. There we are. That was our community. On with the show. On with the show, Brad. <laughs> All right. So, guys, um, we have a guest on, as I said before. Uh, now, this particular company is a multi-award winning global digital marketing company uh, with offices in Australia, the UK, and uh, Australia Pacific region. Um, uh, they are... Um, have been around for over 11 years and partnered with countless businesses to create uh, digital marketing solutions uh, to uh, benefit their clients. So with that said, Brad, we'd like to uh, welcome to the show from Reload Media, Alex McCann. How are you, Alex? Welcome, Alex. Hey, guys. Yeah, good, thanks. Very excited to be, be here. Thank <laughs> you. We appreciate you coming on, mate. Hope and, we uh, didn't bore you. <laughs> no, thanks for the update. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's my source of news for the day. That's right. <laughs> that's my COVID update. That's it. That's it. So, um, mate, uh, you guys are doing some um, uh, incredible work in the um, in the digital marketing space. Can you tell us a bit more about um, Reload Media and what you guys uh, are all about? Yeah. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, uh, Reload Media, we're a, uh, a digital marketing agency based in Brisbane, um, and 
we, we service clients in kind of all areas of digital marketing, um, whatever kind of solution that they need. Um, we've likely got a team um, that we can execute that strategy for. Um, so we work um, mainly in the fields of SEO um, for websites, content um, to go along with the SEO, um, also in the paid advertising platforms um, like your Google ads, Facebook ads, um, that type of thing, um, as well as um, kind of digital strategy um, and digital transformation. So um, if businesses are, are looking to transform to a, a little bit more of a digital first approach, um, we can also help out with that as well. So you guys um, are based in Brisbane? Yep. Yeah, yep. just um, outside the Brisbane city, uh, right near Suncorp Stadium, which makes it nice for, uh, for game day just to, to get nice. down there on a Friday. Very cool. And because you are obviously have offices around the world, there's no limitation, I suppose, or very few limitations to how far and wide you'll go to, to service your clients? Yeah, that's right. So our Brisbane office, uh, we primarily work with um, Australian and New Zealand clients. Um, but as you mentioned, um, there's no real boundaries to the clients that we can work with and where they're based um, and what, what they kind of require, whether that's um, all digital um, kind of through emails, messages and uh, virtual calls um, or whether that's face-to-face -face meetings. Um, we also travel out to see them um, as well, depending on where they are. Um, and then with, with those additional offices um, in Asia Pacific and over in the UK, um, it means we can take on some of those global clients um, in different regions around the world um, just to, to service them um, what suits them best. Mm -hmm. No boundaries, yeah. We've found, uh, I mean, everyone has really, as a result of the COVID stuff, has, has been reintroduced, I guess, to face-to-face um, -face, uh, digital um, meetings, if you like, through the various platforms. And it's kind of changed the way we do things a lot um, in business and, pers and personally, of course. It's nice to be able to sort of kick back on a Saturday night and, and you know, do a Zoom meeting or a Google Meet or whatever you want to do with the friends and family. So how has that changed your business, do you think? Yeah, yeah we have certainly noticed a shift, um, yeah, obviously to the virtual meetings, um, particularly in our clients' kind of perceptions towards them. Um, yeah. I think in the pre kind of COVID period, um, a lot of clients wanted those face-to-face -face meetings, um, particularly um, coming in and seeing them um, and organising those. Um, and through the COVID period, having to um, switch to virtual meetings and kind of forcing everyone to do it that way, uh, it kind of opened our clients' eyes to, um, you know, the, the benefit of them and that, that they can work really well um, in communicating. Um, so I think as we come out of this period, um, we'll kind of continue that. And it's, it's really helped us um, as well stay in, more constant communication yeah. uh, rather than waiting to a, a time when we can see them and get out to a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, we can quickly jump on a, a Zoom call or um, virtual call, something like that, um, and communicate with them, you know, really quickly and effectively um, and, and kind of work as a team for whatever their digital marketing strategy is. Yeah, that's good. It's, uh, not good for the airlines though, is it? No, we've yeah, certainly seen a hit <laughs> to gonna, those industries. They're going to see a big um, decline. Yeah. 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 So, so Alex, um, marketing um, is, is obviously, there's lots of marketing companies around the place and, and we see, you know, in our business, we get hit continuously with emails, uh, you know, almost to the point of spamming from some, um, and they don't offer a lot of value. Uh, you guys, um, did stand out for us uh, and probably that approach that you guys had was different from what we've seen in the past. What do you think differentiates you guys from, from the majority out there? Yeah, yeah I think Reload um, differentiates itself really well uh, in the approach that we take to working with our clients. Uh, we really see our agency as an extension of any of our clients' businesses. Um, so whether that's with our small to medium sized clients um, and working directly with, you know, the owners or whoever's involved in that business and kind of being the marketing team, uh, we see ourselves as, a, as an internal kind of extension of, of that team. Mm -hmm. um, and then for some of our bigger clients, um, you know, seeing us as part of their marketing department, um, really getting ingrained in the business 
um, and working with them that way. Um, it, it helps differentiate us, yeah, from the competition um, that we do like to, to come in and be a part of the team uh, rather than kind of seeing ourselves a, as an agency that's kind of um, what just working with um, whatever the business is. So I think that's yeah helped us differentiate quite a lot from the competition um, and helped us win um, some of those awards. Um, and then I think also to uh, the, the strategy that we take um, to achieve our clients' objectives and goals uh, has been really key uh, in, in separating us from the competition. And, and you mentioned the awards, Alex, um, and there's some, some quite um, uh, prestigious uh, awards that you guys have, have won. Uh, Best Digital Services 2019, uh, Australian Service Excellent Awards for the CSIA, Google Partners winner seven times, and, uh, and a finalist for uh, Telstra Business Awards a couple of times. What, what do you think that is, mate? What, what makes you guys um, uh, so appealing and, and you know, winning these awards? So frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes back to uh, that approach that we take of being a part of the marketing team, um, being able to do that and, and get involved in our clients' businesses on a deeper level. I think it allows us then to uh, drive better outcomes for the client. Um, <clears throat> we're able to work with them more closely, uh, really understand what their true goals are, um, what are they really trying to achieve. Um, and then we're able to kind of build a digital strategy. Um, and put in place the kind of tactics to achieve that outcome. Um, so I think, yeah, by ingraining ourselves and getting a part of that business, it helps us achieve those uh, really good results that we're able to build um, a really strong case around um, to go after some of these awards and, um, yeah, really submit some strong submissions for them. Mm -hmm. And when, um, sorry, yeah. say something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, um, even from our own personal perspective, when it comes to marketing, um, the first thing you think of is dollars. You think that you know it's going to cost a, a, a king's ransom to, to, to market yourself. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those misconceptions? Yeah, I think um, it's a it's certainly valid um, concern um, because there are definitely some some tactics and strategies you can do which uh, can cost a lot um, and you may not see much return from it. Um, you know, you, you might not see many inquiries and therefore, um, yeah, like uh, uh, revenue from that. So, um, yeah, it's certainly a valid concern. Um, I think, though, that with digital marketing in particular, um, there's a lot of things you can do which are low, lower cost. Um, and they're really easy to track the results of. They're, they're highly measurable platforms. Uh, it's the mm -hmm. way that they're designed. So you can kind of start um, with some of those, um, yeah, lower cost, um, lower barrier to entry as well um, kind of strategies and really measure them really effectively to see what you are getting from that, um, mm -hmm. to see if it's working or not. Um, and then you'll know uh, whether to continue with it um, and invest more potentially. Um, or whether that's something that you'll leave aside for now uh, and move on to something else. I think that's probably where the uh, marketing's changed a bit as far as I can see, is that, um, you know, it's so, it's so trackable now. Uh, you, can, you can really target where, where you want your marketing dollar to go. Um, is, that, is, is that fair? Yeah, I think so, uh, definitely, compared to some of those more traditional um, advertising and marketing strategies out there. Um, yeah, particularly with digital marketing, uh, what you can do, um, they're all based around uh, measuring the data um, that's coming through for them. Um, so you're really um, yeah, able to see uh, what's coming from where um, and make a decision from that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, when you go back, not, even not that long ago, um, you look at, uh, you know, people used to pull out the yellow pages and we'd have the people, the rep would come in and say, look, you know, this, this is your ad and you want to spice it up by putting some colour in it or you can go a full page ad and you know, 30 grand later. Um, but yeah. really there wasn't a lot of way of tracking that other than asking the client, you know, how did you hear about us? I heard you on yellow pages online. So it does make things a lot more trackable. Yeah, for sure. I think... Um yeah, with some of those older forms of um, advertising, it was um, this many people will purchase the yellow pages or, um, you know, this many people read our newspaper. 
Um, so this is how many potential customers that you'll get in front of with your mm. ad. Um, and then doing that follow-up survey of how did you hear about us is the only really way to um, connect those two dots uh, with the digital platforms that you have now with um, you know, your website analytics through Google Analytics um, or any of the other advertising platforms. Um, yeah, you can really easily see how many people saw that ad, how many people may have clicked it, um, and then how many people called your business or submitted a, an inquiry or contact form um, to, to hear more or to, to get you to come out for a quote. So um, you can see, yeah, exactly how much you spent and what you got from that. Yeah. And you look at, um, I mean, some of your clients you've worked with, um, including the likes of Wrangler, Yamaha, Rusty, Flight Centre, you know, there's some big names there. Um, so obviously you go, you go big scale. Do you, do you go smaller as well? For obviously, for example, a guy working at the back of a van, let's say. Yeah, yeah, we do. So um, we have clients of um, all shapes and sizes um, across Reload um, and across the three offices. Um, so yeah, we have some of those bigger clients where there's um, quite a lot of internal team resources that go onto those teams. Um, and then we also service, yeah, some of those smaller to medium sized um, clients as well. Um, and yeah, we kind of take the same approach of becoming a part of their team and seeing how we can best support them. Um, so if it was someone um, operating by themselves um, out of the back of their van, um, just seeing how much we can support them kind of as much as possible um, and, and take a lot off their plate because they probably don't want to be thinking too much about the digital marketing. We can kind of handle that more for them and they can focus on you know, running their business <coughs> themselves. With the, um, the marketing these days, do you... Um, really focus in on lo local areas or, or certain genres or, you know, that, that type of thing? Uh, yep. So when we start working with a client, we um, yeah, like to, to work with them to kind of see what they've done before and what's working for them now. Um, and for those clients that, yeah, might operate in a really specific location, um, we can dive right in and, and really target very specifically um, that location. Um, quite heavily with different marketing activity. Um, and then if they're looking to expand, we can expand with them or target different areas. Um, and that's what's great about having um, a website or using the different um, digital marketing platforms is that it's quite easy to reach a lot of people wherever they might be. So it's quite easy to um, change, I guess, um, yeah. where you're advertising and marketing to. Mm. And um, so... Going back a step, uh, talking about your average person sort of running their own, um, you know, own small business. Um, if they were to approach you guys, Alex, how would you guys sort of, would you do an initial discussion and then sort of look at their, how would you sort of approach you, you know, each client? Yeah, that's um, exactly right. So we have a dedicated uh, digital strategy team. Um, so they're involved, uh, they're responsible for our new clients that uh, inquire with us and kind of want to engage reload services. Uh, and what they'll do is um, a, a totally, um, a full kind of initial research process um, where they work with the client, understand the business, understand their goals. Um, what do they, what do they want to achieve? Um, and what can we kind of do to help facilitate achieving those goals? Um, and objectives that they have. So um, that's all with the digital strategy team um, and they put that together. Um, and then what they'll do is uh, involve you know, the, the, the operations sort of team, uh, if you like, um, to then come on board and execute that strategy. Um, yeah, whatever it might be across SEO, uh, Google ads, Facebook ads, um, yeah, whatever it is to achieve their, the goals for that business. Do you, um, depending on what industry the, the client uh, is coming from, do you have sort of a set, um, not agenda, but that's um, trying to think of the right way to put it. Uh, the, do you have um, set platforms for, for to suit different demographics for different uh, industries or do you sort of just treat it as a bespoke solution? Yeah, I think um, there's certain platforms that lend themselves um, better to one industry or the other. 
Um, so if we have some clients who come in um, and they might operate primarily in the business to business space, um, there's some strategies and some channels uh, and some things we can do which kind of lend themselves better to that kind of platform um, as opposed to maybe an online store who's selling uh, products. There's probably some other platforms that might work better for that. Um, but kind of as a um, overall, um, you know, kind of blanket uh, digital marketing space, if you like, all of the platforms can be used uh, in conjunction with each other to, to drive the goals and objectives. So they all can be used to some extent, um, but there are certainly some platforms that work better um, than others. Uh, particularly like LinkedIn um, has an advertising platform and that works really well um, for connecting business to business, um, some of our clients. So um, yeah, that one works quite well for that. Google ads on the other hand um, is a really good one for, uh, when, for services, people looking for services uh, and connecting people with those services. Um, so when we have clients like that, um, Google's a great one for that. Hey guys, Shane here. Hope you're enjoying the interview so far with Alex McCann from Reload Media. Guys, as a bonus today, Reload Media have kindly put together a once-off opportunity for our awesome air conditioning podcast listeners. Reload Media will carry out a free, yes, I said free, no obligation health check and personal audit of your digital marketing strategies, including your website, SEO, your full digital marketing, social media, and all the other stuff we've covered in the interview. All you need to do is jump onto our website, airconditioningpodcast.com, of course, and go to the show notes for episode 17, and you'll see a unique link there just for our listeners. And if you're not able to get to the show notes, give them a call and let them know you're an Air Conditioning Podcast listener and quote the promotion code TAP17. That's T for Tango, A for Alpha, P for Papa, 17, TAP17. Guys, don't let this opportunity pass by. It's, it's one that they've put together specifically for us. Um, it won't be around forever, so jump onto it. And now it's back to the show. With, the link, with LinkedIn, do you, um, do you sort of t- uh, teach your clients how to, how to actually use LinkedIn properly? Um, or is it more on the advertising side? Uh, so we'll do both. Uh, yeah. So a client might come to us and say, um, yeah, we'd like to learn the platform um, rather than actually have you guys take it over. Um, mm. And we can run a training session for that platform, um, give them some of the, the best practice tips, teach them how to use it, how to run the campaigns uh, and hand it back to them. Alternatively, if they would like us to continue managing that and looking after it for them, uh, we can do that as well. Okay. That's good. So it's kind of tailored to suit the, uh, the client yeah. as such. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Getting, getting back to the SEO, um, do, you guys, uh, do you guys work with web designers or do you actually design the whole website and include the SEO in that? Yeah, so we work with website developers and designers. Uh, We don't handle that ourselves. Um, So we have a range of partner agencies out there, um, which include, yeah, like website design, website development agencies, Mm -hmm. also creative agencies um, who do photography and videography for businesses. Um, So we work with those partners um, and to to service our clients. Um, So a lot of clients might come to us and say, um, yeah, we, we, we use you guys for our digital marketing, but we're now looking to update our, update our website. Um, who can you let us know like, is, a, is good for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our partners that we can refer them to um, who we've worked with in the past um, who we know do a great job. Yeah. And if, um, if we were to just kind of unpack this a bit further there, Alex, um, so we talked about SEO, uh, search engine optimization. Some people just sort of eyes glaze over when they hear these acronyms, I don't know what they mean. So for for those guys out there and girls who are working day to day, they think, look, I'm just too busy to worry about this stuff. They're working more in the business than on the business, that scenario. Um, Can you sort of drill down a bit further and tell us a little bit about what SEO is and how it sort of helps you with your organic um, rankings and things? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, as you mentioned, SEO is search engine optimization. And so essentially what it is, is making your website um, as appealing as possible to Google uh, and the other search platforms out there. 
Um, so making it as high quality as possible so that when someone goes to the Google ads platform um, or even Bing ads as well, um, and they put in that search for what your service is um, and what it is you offer, uh, your website shows up as high as possible. Uh, so we know that showing up higher in the organic search results, um, so on that search page, um, it, you're, more, you're more of a chance of getting that person to come through to your website um, than if you're even on page two. I think um, there's some crazy stats out there of uh, like 90% of people click one of the first three results. Um, so if you're really not competitive within those first couple of listings, um, particularly on Google with how many people use Google uh, these days to search for what they need. Um, yeah, if, if your website isn't ranking as high as possible, um, you're certainly missing out on, on potential traffic uh, and therefore uh, inquiries, calls, uh, quotes, that, that type of thing. And, and this year we're talking about keywords, key <coughs> phrases. Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah, so uh, that's the way that the Google ads, uh, the Google uh, system um, crawls website uh, and then ranks them. Um, and that's how it will show those results in that order. Um, so using uh, high quality keywords and being really relevant to what people are searching for um, with the keywords um, on your website is the way that you can rank higher. Um, so that's one strategy there for SEO is including keywords um, throughout your website, um, just within the, the messaging and ad copy that you use on the site um, within the content. Um, Google's kind of scanning that information um, to find what result, what website is the most relevant result for that user. Mm -hmm. um, another one is uh, links. So having links throughout your website uh, shows to Google that you're a high quality website um, and you're a website that's worth putting towards the top of the search results. So uh, yeah, using keywords and links throughout your site to other websites um, and other people linking to you um, mm -hmm. are all signals to Google that Yep, you're, you're a great website um, and you're relevant to what this person is searching for. Let's put them higher in the search results. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it just gives you more of that free traffic through to your site. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how, I mean, Google are continuously changing their algorithms and the way they, they scan um, and look for keywords and phrases and stuff. Um, years ago, they used to, um, you know, cram keywords and key phrases onto onto websites to try and get an, a better organic ranking but google are all over that aren't they they've, they've wisened up to that and said no you can't do that anymore we'll just we'll drop you out completely if that's the case is that right yeah that's uh exactly right so that one was called keyword stuffing and mm. um it allowed your website to rank higher because you had all the relevant keywords um and google's system wasn't quite smart enough yet uh, and would say yep this website is great. It's got all those keywords that match it. Um, and recently with those algorithm updates um, and the way that the Google platform has become a lot more intelligent, um, yeah, particularly over the last few years, they can recognize when that's happening on a website um, and they'll now penalize you for that. So um, it's not just about getting the keywords onto the page, um, but it's about getting them onto the website uh, in a valuable way um, that people actually want to kind of read about and learn more about. Yeah, right. If you had a, um, a website and you incorporated a shop into that website, um, how, do you, how do you actually drive um, clients to go to that website and potentially buy? Yep. Yeah, so um, one of the ways is through that SEO um, and getting free traffic through um, people placing organic searches. Um, so if you've got products there that um, you know, provide a, a solution to a problem um, and they're worth purchasing, uh, putting out content and putting information on the website about um, why people should purchase them. Um, and that could be through the form of a blog, um, providing information about the products um, will mean that your blog starts ranking in results um, for, people that are, for what people are searching. Um, so then you can get free organic traffic through that way. Um, the other way is, of course, through uh, paid activity, and that might be through platforms like Google, Google Ads um, or Facebook Ads um, and generating traffic through those advertising platforms and driving them through to your website. Yeah.
Cool. Do you, um, if you were to uh, give any advice to a client in terms of or, um, organic search as opposed to a paid ad, what, what would you uh, tell them? Yep. Uh, yeah, I think um, having a good solid organic base is absolutely key. Um, it's kind of the foundation that other strategies can be built on top of. Um, it's not really any good to send, um, you know, pay for traffic and send people to a website that isn't working well. Um, it's, it's a bit of a waste of money. So having a good kind of website um, that works well, has a good user experience, uh, it works well on mobile as well um, with how many people are now searching uh, on mobile devices um, and that ranks well from an SEO perspective um, is always a really good solid foundation um, to then add the advertising platforms on afterwards. So yeah, I would say um, I would recommend yeah, getting a, a nice usable, um, good performing website as a foundation first. Yeah. Would you, um, and just, just going back to the website thing, would you, do, do you guys have a, um, a recommendation over your, your drag and drop type scenarios, like your Wix versus your WordPress sites, that comments around that? Uh, yeah, no real recommendations on uh, which platform to use, one versus the other. Uh, as long as whatever platform you're using, um, yeah, you do set those solid SEO foundations of, um, high quality pages, um, content on them, uh, including those keywords, uh, linking to other businesses or having some other businesses linked to your page, um, just those solid SEO foundations across any of those platforms. Um, and yeah, you're, you'll set up a nice site, um, which works well in that organic um, kind of space. And either way, you guys can, that's one of the services you, you offer is to review people's websites and, and actually look at the SEO and, and the keywords, and the key phrases and things. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, we have an SEO team at Reload um, and that's part of their role um, to, to look at our clients' websites and say, um, yeah, what needs fixing, what's working well. Um, and they look at it from a very performance perspective. So, um, you know, looking at those, that data and those metrics um, and saying, you know, what pages are working well, what aren't, um, and what can we do to kind of fix up some of the pages um, and the website kind of performance uh, in general. When, you, um, when you're looking at Google, and let's say you put in a search term, uh, air conditioning Adelaide, for example, um, Generally, what you'll see at the top, the very top is the paid ads, and then you see the, the Google Map with businesses and their star reviews and what have you, and then you've got the organic um, rankings underneath that. Um, where you see the, the ads at the top, that's to do with the pay-per-click. Is that, is that that style of advertising? Yeah, that's right. So those couple of first results you see come up um, with the little ad um, text in front of them. Uh, they'll be the Google ads um, that people are running on those keywords that you've searched. Um, and yeah, so that's through pay-per-click advertising, um, which is, uh, yeah, as it sounds, the advertiser pays when someone clicks that ad and goes through to their site. Um, and they'd be specifically targeting, yeah, those keywords. So uh, in one of their campaigns within their Google ads accounts, they would be targeting uh, air conditioning Adelaide uh, and they've uh, shown up highest for that search term. Mm -hmm. Is it expensive? Uh, no, it's not too expensive. Um, it does vary by industry and the type of keywords that you're targeting. Um, so generally on a, a pay-per-click kind of ad like that one of air conditioning um, Adelaide, it would probably be around 50 cents um, to a dollar to kind of drive someone through to your website um, for that. Um, it all does depend on the competitiveness of that keyword. Uh, if a lot of people are advertising on it, it's going to be more expensive um, to get someone through. You need to pay more because uh, it is an auction. Kind of who's mm. willing to pay the most kind of shows up to an extent. Yeah. Um, but you can add uh, certain restrictions on how much you're willing to pay uh, whether that's from a per click basis 
uh, or a per day basis across your entire account. So um, you can set those limits um, to, to ensure that you don't you know, spend too much um, or outside your budget. Yeah. Some of those can be pretty expensive too, can't they? They can go up to like, I've seen 10, between 10 and 15 bucks per click. Yeah, yeah, I have seen, yeah, ones as well uh, that expensive. And um, it's when you get into those highly competitive industries uh, on highly competitive keywords and it can mm. start to uh, ramp up a little bit. Um, and then I think from an advertiser's perspective, we just then need to see, is that click worth it? Um, you know, is that the traffic that that keyword is generating? Are they people who are likely to place an inquiry for the, the business's services? Um, or is it, um, yeah, that wasted kind of spend that we need to exclude? Yeah. Expensive click like that, you could have a competitor out there clicking on their own, <laughs> running out of, out of business. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. one, that's one of the sneaky strategies if you want to beat your competitors on google ads click on their ads i never said it don't worry about it yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't hear that from me either. We, right. we wouldn't do that no, no. um so let's talk about um often when someone is starting out in business or they're running their own uh self-employed business or a small business as such Email marketing, um, we used to do in the past, you know, letter drops, you know, leaflets and what have you. Obviously, email is going to be a more effective way. Do people still do the letter drops? Yeah, I have seen it a little bit still. Um, some people who may not have a complete digital presence or, or confident um, in the digital platforms like email um, or the advertising platforms, they still want to do things like letterbox drops, um, or newspaper advertisements, mm -hmm. um, you yeah you still do reach potential customers. It's just it's just that measuring of uh, mm -hmm. what does what do the consumers do after receiving that um, kind of letterbox drop. It's a little bit of an unknown. Um, so that's why yeah we really like working with these digital platforms just because it is uh, so much more measurable yeah. than those ones. Texting is that a a good way to do things. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, becoming more and more popular um, and integrated into a lot of the email marketing platforms that you can use. Yeah. Um, so as well as use as well as gathering uh, the email address of your customers, you can gather text messages, um, and it can be yeah a really effective way to reach uh, your customers. It's really engaging. It's really personable. Mm. Um, I think that one just comes with the, the concern of just not being too spammy through it yeah. um, because customers will get, you know, they, they will get sick of it quite quickly and they'll yeah. um, unsubscribe. But if done in a, a, a kind of nice um, relevant way that provides value to them, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a great strategy to use. Yeah. Just explain that because you can imagine someone sitting there sending out, you know, a hundred text messages. It's not that case is that you, you're using a, a platform to do that. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, through the email platforms or, um, some of the text message platforms, um, you can enter in all of the, um, phone numbers that have subscribed, um, to kind of your services, um, that you have consent to email. Um, you'll set up one email or phone number kind of message um, and then you'll just hit send on that one and it'll send out that message to everyone that's in it, whether that's five people or 10,000 people. Um, so just one message and it gets sent out to, to all of those customers. Mm. And there's always an opt-out for the client to um, unsubscribe if you like. Yeah, that's a, a big one recently, um, providing customers and users that option to always opt out um, yeah. is a big one. Um, there's been a couple of cases, particularly in Europe and the US, um, where businesses haven't followed those rules and they can be fined quite heavily. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll probably see um, that kind of enforcement uh, become more stronger within Australia, um, I yeah. expect within yeah the next couple of years. Yeah. I, I get uh, every now and then I get one for like some casino or, you know, a free spin, whatever the hell it is. And God, it annoys me. You know, you go on there and try and block it. You can't block it. You can't, you can't unsubscribe from it. It's just drives you nuts. What sites have you been on? <laughs> Not the same ones as you, apparently. <laughs> um, mate, we, we, we're almost uh, out of time, but um, there's so much here I would love to talk to you further about. 
if we could just quickly just touch on the social media side and the various platforms and the main ones we've got of course Facebook Instagram Twitter and LinkedIn they're probably a big four I suppose um, any anything works specifically well for this industry that you're aware of uh, yeah so I think um, as a foundation similar to kind of having that website set um, from a, 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 a Google organic perspective, but having a, a good Facebook page uh, and a good Instagram page that your customers can connect with you with um, kind of through is always a good foundation um, for that social media presence. Um, yeah, just a Facebook page that you're updating regularly, um, you know, jobs that you might have completed, updates on um, hours if they've changed, um, services that you, you know, um, coming into the cooler months, um, I know that the repairs kind of um, take off there a little bit more. So um, just service updates and things like that through the social platforms um, are always really positive. Um, and then from there, um, you, could, you can look at some of those paid advertising strategies um, through the social platforms, which um, you're able to reach a lot of users quite effectively. Um, and yeah, specifically through them, you can do some campaigns um, which target people who are kind of looking for your services interested in them um, and so you're able to get your ads in front of uh, people who are um, yeah have shown intent to um, need repairs or are looking for air conditioning services things like that cool and if you um if you if for the person who's just sort of maybe just starting out or they've been in business for a bit haven't really touched on the marketing things um but slows down during you know the off seasons if you had to give a top three or top five best um tips if you like in terms of where to start and just a must do what would you say yep so i think the first one is uh the google my business listing uh, which ties into that seo um, and showing up on google um, so you can build a free profile there um, for your business um, and that, that's where you're able, that's one of those um, results that show up on the right hand side when someone searches your business name. Um, but then if you're adding service locations, um, areas that you, you go out to um, and where your business is located, it will also pull through to Google Maps. Uh, and we're seeing a lot more users actually place their search right into Google Maps um, itself. Um, so it, pull, it pulls through your Google My Business information through to there. Um, and so they're really easily able to find your services. Um, and that also ties into the Google Home um, features and voice searches that people are doing um, more and more now as well. So I definitely say getting your Google My Business listing up to date, um, you know, some relevant photos, um, asking people to review you there and getting that um, nice high rating um, that goes along with um, the results there. Um, the second one I would say would be having a, a solid uh, website, um, which people are able to go to for more information. It doesn't have to be a huge website um, with, you know, hundreds of pages. It could just be a, a pretty simple uh, website with a couple pages, a little bit more information, um, and then just a, a nice easy way for customers to give you a call or submit a, an email. Um, and as long as you're able to take those calls and collect those emails, um, yeah, it'll show up nicely in the Google search results um, and then you're able to yeah, give customers more, of, more information about your business uh, and collect the leads quicker and easier. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third one I then would recommend um, would be some of that Google Ads activity. Um, so people go to the Google Ads platform with intent. Uh, they're looking for your services. Um, so kind of the job's halfway done. Um, people are looking yeah, um, for what you offer. So um, you can put some um, Google ads up there and yeah. beat those organic results um, and beat some of those my business listings, um, potentially with some of those yeah, cheaper clicks um, on those highly relevant keywords. Uh, and you can show up there and um, it's a great way to acquire new customers um, who might not be aware of you. Um, and that's really important, um, yeah, touching on new customers. Um, that might not have heard of you before um, because if you're then able to service them once for a repair uh, the next time they need a repair if you follow up with great customer service 
um, and you provide yeah everything that they need um, rather than going back to Google the next time around they need a service um, they'll they can email you again or call you again um, so you've acquired that new customer yeah, yeah that's cool some great advice there and um, for anyone who is sort of struggling with their marketing and not sure where to turn maybe just rewind that episode and have a listen because there's some really good you know, tips chunks yeah. of gold in there yeah. for, for anyone just um is not so familiar with it but um uh so much more i'd love to talk about but of course we're out of time we've gone over time but um uh we will um move into the next round brad next round which is Keeping it cool in the hot seat. Alrighty. Alrighty, so here we are, keeping it cool in the hot seat, people. So um, we have got Alex McCann uh, from Reload Media in the hot seat. Alex, are you ready to, to uh, rock and roll? Yep, let's do it. Okay, we'll start the clock, Brad. Okay, Alex McCann. NRL or AFL? NRL. Your favourite team? Uh, unfortunately, the Brisbane Broncos right now. They're not going too well. Not, not, as, bad as, not as bad as the Crows, I bet. Um, beer, wine, spirits or all three? Uh, beer and spirits. Any favourites? Bundy Rum. Nice. Bundy, Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it's in my blood. <laughs> Alex, if you could change your name, what would it be, please? I don't think I wouldn't change my name. You're happy. That's good. Happy with Alex, yeah. Content. All right. If you were on a desert island with one person, who would that be? Uh, my girlfriend. Oh. That was a long pause there. Yeah, she won't be happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's the girlfriend's name? Allie. Hello, Ellie. Ellie Alex. <laughs> Very nice. He's looking after you. Match made in heaven, I'd say. Um, are you a morning person, yes or no? Yes. Maybe I should have been asking Ellie that one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you could be an animal, what would it be? I would be a killer whale. Any nice. reasons? Yeah, I saw the them uh, out in the wild in Alaska once and awesome. just awesome. Yeah. Amazing creatures, yeah. Um, really if, you, cool. if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Fly. Uh, are you a toilet paper folder or scruncher? Folder. Folder. <laughs> You're a very organised person by the sounds of things. What's the creepiest thing you could say whilst passing a stranger in the street? I like your smell. <laughs> Good evening, Harry. Uh, if you were the PM, what's the first thing you would change? Oh, I don't know. Um, you have to have a, uh, a coronavirus test. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good. I would enforce that. Enforce, enforce that. that. Yeah. That's some stuff. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> and an equally important question, is a hot dog a sandwich, yes or no? No. No. Okay. Um, what's your favourite noise? Uh, the wind through the trees. Oh, cute. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm looking at trees, so maybe that's why. <laughs> What's the strangest thing you've ever worn? A morph suit. Okay. What's a morph suit? It's uh, a completely lycra suit from head to toe. Oh, yes. oh, gotcha. oh. The least sexiest name you've heard? Boland. Like a Boland virus? Um, a favourite feature about yourself? My height. Are you pretty tall? Uh, yeah, six, not, not massive, six two. I think nice it's a, yeah, it's yeah nice, yeah, it's good nice height. One thing you would change about yourself? My hair. Your hair. This is not great. But uh, <laughs> the final question, of course, Alex McCann from Reload Media is, your porn star name, It is Lulu Marsden. Lulu Marsden. Very nice. Very yeah. nice indeed. Lulu well, First Dog, Marsden, First Street. First Street, you got yeah, it. You there got we it. go. So there we are. <laughs> you survived, mate. You got through yeah. it. Well done. <laughs> well done. 
So well, thanks, thanks for having on, mate. We wanted to say uh, a very uh, uh, big thank you for coming on today, Alex. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this with us. And um, so just for our listeners' sake, um, and to get in touch with Reload Media and yourself, how do they go about doing that? Uh, yep, so you can find uh, Reload Media um, at reloadmedia.com.au. Um, and yeah, we've got uh, some resources on the website there for anyone looking for more information, um, as well as um, the contact forms to get in touch with us. Um, otherwise, through LinkedIn um, at Reload Media um, would be a good one if you'd like to connect with us there um, and get in touch. Perfect. Good stuff. Okay. We will uh, most definitely put a link in our show notes. Uh, so people can get in touch from there as well. Um, but again, thank you for coming on, Alex. We really appreciate your time, mate. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was great to have a chat and hopefully I provides, provided some useful information to your listeners. Definitely did. Well done. Definitely well done. Did. They might be ringing you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. We're, we're ready to go. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, guys, thanks again for stopping by and listening to uh, episode, what are we now? 15. 15. Guys, to get in touch with us, um, if you want to come on or recommend someone to come on the, the, the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So just stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well. So check us out there. But uh, until the very next episode, Fred, we're awesome. Take care. And bye for now. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.